0: Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by CTEK. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, and on today's show, we are welcomed on by Saints linebacker Demario Davis. Of course, he's more than just a linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, He was the Saints Man of the Year, which made him a finalist for the Walter Payton Man of the Year uh, Award. He was also the Bart Starr Award recipient for this year. But more than all of that, he is a father. He is a leader on the New Orleans Saints. uh, And he's so much more. Demario, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you, Caroline. Always a pleasure to be on with you.
0: What an intro, right? I just had to go through the full gauntlet of all of the the (laughs) things that you've done uh, only in this year, which seems kind of crazy. But before we get into that and you're not allowed to answer, you know, anything work related in this question, what does Demario Davis do for fun in his free time?
1: (laughs) Um, well, I cannot say anything work-related because work is fun to me. I enjoy what I do. Do what okay. you love, love what you do. Um, no, I really spend time with my wife, uh, time with my kids. You know, my kids are all funny. Um, my son is just like me, except he's a brainiac. So I can just sit and have conversations with him all day long. Um, you know, uh, my third child is is a diva. And so she just likes to perform all day long. And um, And then my oldest, you know, that's, that's, daddy's little girl. So she just likes to go on dates and hang out. And then my, my, my youngest daughter, she's, she's a handful. Of, like everybody knows her story. Uh, she's a cancer survivor, but she's a trooper. She got the most energy in the house and she's a boss. Like we just, we had to take her to uh, Nashville for some appointments and it was just me, her and mommy. And like, she whooped us by herself, by <laughs> herself. It was almost like we had four kids and we weren't experienced it. So, I mean, I enjoy just being, being with my family. I'm i I'm a family guy um I watch a lot of movies I read a lot of books um so like right now I'm I'm caught up in like I'm late to it and I'm watching Vikings you know and so um like other than that I mean you know life's life's cool I just you know I like helping people I like being with family
0: and you know we of course want to highlight all the tremendous work that you've done but I feel like You know, we constantly talk about that and we don't know you as a person as much as Saints fans would want to. So if you like movies, who's, give me your top two actors.
1: Oh, top two actors. That's tough. I like a lot of people. Gerald, uh, Gerald Butler is one of my favorites.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, 300. Um, He's one of my favorite. Um, Probably of like all time that's tough I mean I like I like a lot of people I like uh Denzel um yeah. I like Idris Elba um but all time probably either Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy um okay. yeah I mean I mean they just got a huge roll of dicks, right and so I mean I, I'm, I'm a fan of movies you know and so I don't know if I have a favorite actor as much as I have favorite films I watched
0: uh Mo Betta Blues for the first time this past weekend. That was my first time okay. watching that, familiarizing myself with some of the Spike Lee movies, but okay. um, definitely have to agree with, with the Denzel nomination. All right, you let's seen get- do
1: the right, you seen Do the Right Thing, right?
0: I've seen Do the Right Thing. I've seen okay, Do the Right okay. Thing. and I've seen we, uh, School Days. Um,
1: okay. You know, I'm trying to get myself a little- you familiar. Yeah. Trying to get myself
0: a little vacation there, Demario. Um, all right, let's get into things here. So you go through- Many things not only during the season but in off season. you have your devoted dreamers you have shield one that of course we're going to get into how do you stay on top of everything not only because you know you have these foundations but you also like you said like you mentioned you have your family you have an NFL career which takes up enough time as it is
1: um it's, it's I think it's a combination of number one uh, Probably about five years ago, my mom, like, sat me down and, and made me, like, get a schedule and start to use a, a calendar. <laughs> um, and, and now, like, that's, like, my best friend. I keep my calendar through the season, off-season. I, I never go anywhere without my calendar. And that, like, helps keep me on track. Um, you know, I have a good team around me, people who keep me updated, like, let me know where I need to be so that I don't miss anything. Um, I have a, I have a very, very understanding wife. And that makes that makes all the difference in the world. Like she, we're always on the same page. And when we're, off, we're not on the same page, like she lets me know like, OK, you need to slow down. We need to talk about a few things. But she's very understanding. And we have a, we have a great communication. And so she makes sure that no matter what I'm doing, whether it's work related or where I'm out trying to save the world, she makes sure that we get our time. She makes sure that I give time to the kids. Um, you know, and make sure that we, we take care of home before we go out. And so I think that that part helps. Um, but most of all, I think it's just grace from the man above. He, he gives a lot of grace because I don't, a lot of times I look up and I don't even understand how I do so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't feel a lot when I do it, but when I look back on it, it's like, oh, wow, that was a lot. And I think it's just because he gives me the grace to, to go and have the energy to do it and be in the moment when I'm there. Um, but also have the balance to make sure I'm I'm juggling things that are going on outside the home with things that are going on inside.
0: And how is your youngest daughter? I wanted to ask that. I know you mentioned it a little bit. Y'all went to an appointment, but how is she doing?
1: She's doing good. She's, she's doing really good. She's a hundred percent healthy baby. Um, You know, we just have to do follow-up check-ins and appointments and she, she's, she's 100 Um, full of life and full of energy. (laughs) She keeps you on your toes.
0: Demario, you are, a man of faith, a man of God, you've had headbands, you've, you know, started foundations off of that. How do you feel like your faith has, um, overlapped with who you are in the locker room as a leader?
1: I think my faith is foundational to everything that I do. It's, it's so, uh, somebody explained to me is like, um, God isn't just, uh, the most important thing in your life, like he is your life and everything from your life extends from him. So um, I'm always focused on how can I get closer to God? And then, so like, because I'm trying to get closer to God, that changes how I I, I I am in my marriage. It changes how I am as a father. It changes how I interact with my teammates. It changed how I interact with the community. So my faith is so, it's central to everything that that, that is my life. Um, and I think that's why my teammates uh, respect me. That's why my teammates know that they can confide in me. They know they're going to get the same person every single day. Um, They know I'm going to stand on truth. I I know I'm going to tell them the truth. Um, They know, even though I'm a man of faith, that I'm never going to approach them in a judgmental way. You know, at the end of the day, like we all human beings, we all imperfect and we all just trying to find a way. Um, But they know that I'm going to be steady. I'm not going to be changing on them. I'm I'm going to be the same person I am the first day that they meet me to, to, you know, years down the line. And so, uh, and I think, People, people appreciate that. And, and, I, and I wouldn't be able to have that, that steadiness if I didn't have a steadiness, which is my faith. Like God is unchanging, you know, uh, it's, it's solid ground. It tells us in the Bible, like the storms are going to come. Um, you can build your house on rock. You can build your house on sand. And so God is steady. And so because I'm standing on something steady, it gives me something to give my teammates and people I interact with. It's like, I'm going to be a steady person because I'm standing on something steady and, and people need that.
0: We all need that friend who are going to tell us how it is. (laughs) And it seems like you're that person in the locker room. Um, But Demario, you were the the BART star award recipient this year, which is given annually to a player who best exemplifies outstanding character and leadership in the home, on the field and in the community. So you could just take the first 15 minutes or 10 minutes of our conversation. And, you know, kind of that exemplifies why you were this recipient of that award. But can you tell us kind of what that process was like for you and your reaction when you found out that you were the winner?
1: Well, first of all, I didn't know realize I was nominated. I didn't know that it was even going on. You know, So no uh, when I get when they called my phone, I was actually surprised because they had told my wife about it. And she didn't tell me and I was getting on another call. And I think uh, Evan had told me we had a media day and that's what I was getting on for. And, and so they had set me up and I was total uh, in total shock. I never do anything for accolades or, or awards. Um, Except, I mean, football, because I want the accolades. I want the championships. I want the recognition. <laughs> but never in, in, in terms of uh, serving uh, other people or serving humanity. That's just what we're supposed to do. So I never did that for an accolade or a trophy. Um, it's an honor to be nominated for, like, man, a year, n- nominated for Bar Star, win the Bar Star. But I've never done it for um, those accolades. Um, but it was a tremendous honor. And it's a tremendous honor because, you know, you're voted on by your peers. And you would never really know how people view you. You can assume they'll view you and you can try to present um, yourself in a certain way, hoping to be received in that. But you never know how your peers really view you. And so to know, like all the, all the people, players, I mean, it's, it's a lot of great players um, across the league who do a lot of great things for communities and great leaders in the locker room, great leaders in their home. Um, you know, it, it really is a great fraternity to be a part of. It's a lot of great guys. And so to be the one guy out of all those people, that 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 means a lot to me, um, not in the as, aspect of, you know, like um, I'm the one person that got it, but it's in the midst of this great group, they see you in this light. And so like, that was great. And then to be nominated by, I realized on the phone calls, I was nominated by Drew Brees, somebody that I view in that regard, who's a leader in the locker room, a leader in his family, a leader in the community. Um, somebody that, you know, I feel like sets a great example that all players could look to emulate. That fact that he nominated me, um, being I've been in the locker room for him three years, um, was just amazing, you know, and something I don't take for granted. And so it's definitely something that I'll never forget.
0: And all of your teammates nominated you as the Saints Man of the Year. You were a finalist for the Walter P. Man of the Year Award, unfortunately, didn't win it. Russell Wilson ended up winning it. But do you take that as a challenge to Mario? Do you take that as okay, well, I have to do more because I know I personally voted for you about 20 times on Twitter and I'm That's upset true. that that didn't go through. But do you take that personally as a challenge for you?
1: Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, yeah. in other guards, when when they don't pay, when they don't, they don't select me for the pro bowl, I take that personal. Yeah. <laughs> well I was the very man here no. not so much because, you know, serving humanity is not about that. Like um, yes, we should be Uh, like the Bible tells us he who is last here will be first in the kingdom. Like we should be in competition to see who can outserve the next person. That's, that's, that's biblical, but it's not a competition for recognition. Like, um, I, I view it as my reward is in heaven. Like I'm doing it for the kingdom. I'm not doing it for man to recognize me. Um, you know, if, if somebody was to give me a Nobel peace prize for what I'm doing, it's not going to change whether I'm going to do it or not, you know? And so, um, I think it was amazing to be nominated um, on our team because we have so many great guys. I mean, Thomas, Teron, Drew, uh, Craig, um, Malcolm Jenkins. I mean, just so McCam, Jordan, so many guys who do a ton, a ton of work in the community. So to be nominated on this team means a lot, right? And so... um, and then when you look at the guys and what they're doing across the league, guys such as Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, and all those guys, Eric Kendricks, guys that are doing a lot of great work in a lot of great places. I mean, let's, let's face it, our country needs a lot of help. There's a lot of things that are going on It's going to take everybody. So anybody that's throwing a hat in the fight, um, you know, like that's big. And I applaud it and I celebrate it. And so for Russell to win it, that's, that's, that's nothing short of amazing. I don't take that as – a personal cha- challenges in like I feel slighted because I didn't win because I never was trying to win an award mm. uh for recognition for service that's what we're supposed to do. we human beings if you see your neighbor is struggling you know you're supposed to do something if you it's, it's just like you pass people on the side of the street they're just human beings we don't know what situations cause them to be in that situation and it could very easily be you i think that's the part that we have to make sure that we stay attached to that anybody going through some type of oppression, injustice, or having lack of, that could very easily be you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, is there's nothing special about you that's preventing you from that happening. I mean, nobody thought in, in one moment, our whole world would be flipped upside down, right? Um, that's what it means to be human. We're only in control of so much. And so that's why we have to look out for the people that are beside us. That's just a responsibility. That's not for a pat on the back. That's not for somebody to come give you a check. That's just what you're supposed to do. Um, Almost like, you know, if your child is crying, it's your responsibility to get a child a bottle. You have a responsibility to humanity, you know? And so I think I take that seriously. I take a lot of pride in that and I try to lead by example. And so I think there are a lot of guys that are doing that as well. And so I applaud it all.
0: Do you understand though, or do you I guess, comprehend the fact that you are so unique in that way that you respond to that call of action with such force and you don't just do one thing and then forget about it. You do thing after thing after thing and then you build off of all of those things. Like that. that's so unique and so rare. Like, do you take time to kind of soak that in, the fact that you're able to do all of that and respond to that call to action?
1: No, I mean, it it never hits me that, that it's unique. Right? I, it, because it, it feels so normal to me. Like it feels just like, you know, it, it's almost like for us to celebrate Drew Brees throwing a touchdown. That's just what Drew Brees does. He throws a lot of touchdowns. Right. You know, at some point it just becomes normal. And so right. um, I'm not a Drew Brees and looking like, oh, yeah, y'all see that touchdown I threw? You know, it's like I don't look at it like that. I've never felt it as unique for me to, you know, I go to Flint they 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 don't have water like and they're acting like the water crisis is over hmm somebody needs to go out here and, and like let the world know like this, there's still a water crisis right um you know go to minnesota ground zero i'm pretty sure if the people are riding in the street they're 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 more upset than just about george floyd being murdered, probably more issues. Let's go out here and see what's going on. And we go out there, and it's like, oh, there's there's a whole lot going on. Okay. Let's use our platform to bring recognition that it's just that we have these platforms and we're capable of doing so much. Like why not? And I take on the mentality of if I don't then who will? Mm-hmm. And if not now, then when? You know, and so we can always say like oh I'll do that later or when I'm done playing or um you know in a couple of weeks, but we're not promised tomorrow. And you can you can always look around and say, Like this needs to change, this needs to change. But what if you're the only person that see that, that knows that needs to change or that's willing to do something about it? And so if you don't do it, then it's going to stay the same. And that's just the mentality that I take. Um, And hopefully along the way that inspires people to, if you feel something, do something. Like everybody can play a part. We all see the things that are going on in the world and we all feel something. Okay, like take that feeling and turn it into action. Like I'm showing you like it's possible. And it doesn't take a ton of resources and a huge platform. Like everybody can do something because you know, it's the story of the starfish that I like to share. Like a man was throwing starfish into the water. Like they were, he thought they were gonna, they were gonna um like die. And so he was just tossing them back in the water. And a man was like, you never gonna be able to save all of them. And he just threw them one by one. Like I saved that one, I saved that one, I saved that one. And that's how people need to really look at help. Like if you help one person, like you, you helping them, like that's change, you changing their situation. And that's how we really ultimately, um, I think if we can all um, comprehensively or, or collectively grasp that, like we're going to be better for it.
0: Well, you rose to the challenge recently with your foundation, Shield One. What is it? How did it begin? Who does it benefit? Can you tell us about, about Shield One?
1: Yeah, so um, Shield One is, is essentially started by uh, Josh and I, Josh Norman and I, and then early on in the process, we brought Drew Drew, uh, Drew Brees on and, and got some other players that um, are getting engaged with it as well, but the, Josh and I have been doing this for a while, and it's really just a crisis response organization, you know, a crisis happened all the time, like, you know, we had what was going on with the border so Josh and I went down there, and um, we had what was going on in Flint, so Josh and I went out there, then Um, when everybody was marching in the streets last year Josh and I went to five different cities and what we realized in all these places it's the same it's kind of the same mechanism of a problem there are people in the that on the ground people kind of in impoverished situations that don't have access to resources and the politicians in the area and legislators are kind of disconnected from the people and so there's just a breakdown of communication and so you have us with these platforms, a lot of us coming from these communities, we can walk in and, and talk and understand the people. Um, and they listen to us and they share their concerns with us, but we can also walk into, meet with politicians and legislators and say, hey, okay, how can we work together to bring, to alleviate these problems? And so our goal at that point was, you know, when we went to Flint, we realized one thing, we wanted to stop like taking water bottles and we wanted to start bringing water wells. And so how do you how do you help people have uh, sustainability where they're self-sustaining. Once you leave, they don't need you to come back in with a program to try to help alleviate their problem. They can help; they can alleviate their own problem. And so, what we essentially went on a search to do um, is to find uh, organizations that that are creating sustainable models, and we want to work with the city um, and their its leaders and the community to implement those sustainable models and scale them out in a in a, in a uh, in, a, in the best way possible, that benefits the city. It benefits benefits the citizens, and it benefits those communities that suffer. Um, because if you think about it, when we're dealing with uh, COVID and we're dealing with these storms that are coming, and we're dealing with you know uh, the social unrest, a lot of communities can't sustain those things. So it's almost like a healthy person, if they catch pneumonia, if they catch a cold, um, these struggling communities they they catch pneumonia. Right. And so uh, that's what we wanted to be able to be in position to uh, alleviate it. And, and so we have projects in um, Minnesota and Buffalo and Tulsa and um, L.A. and D.C. and Atlanta. And so and we, we even bring in, bring in, bring in projects to New Orleans as well. And so um, Josh, Drew and I were working on it even in the season. You know, we had a team put together that, that was working on it even during the season. And now that it's off season, we're able to kind of get it, get into it full swing, and so this plan is going to roll roll itself out beautifully, and so uh, or, or it has been rolling itself out beautifully, and a lot of support has been coming in, um, so uh, it's been great.
0: Well, we know that you don't just have one organization because that would be too easy for you, Demario Davis. Uh, you also have <laughs> Devoted Dreamers Foundation, uh, which on the website it says it's created to equip the next generation of leaders with the tools to be successful spiritually mentally and physically and it's it's younger men right or younger men and women right
1: younger men and women yes
0: so Jamara my question for you when you were young did you feel this call to action were you involved in your community were you as active as you are when you're younger and are you trying to do the same for the next generation
1: no when I was when I was that age I was wayward I was I was the kid that was getting in a lot of mischief and um and I ran with a lot of guys that were getting into mischief. And the thing that I noticed was um, how, I when I made it to the league and, and none of my friends that I felt like were a lot more talented than I was had made it, I wanted, to, like, what was the difference? Like, what did I do different? And I really didn't do a lot different. I made a lot of those same mistakes. A lot of my, 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 my peers didn't get a chance to go to college because of grades, or they had got a girl pregnant, or, you know, they got got on drugs, or they had jail, or lost their life, and there's a lot of different things, and I I, I realized that I hadn't made a lot of decisions that were different than them, other than I was a little more disciplined, I performed a little bit better in school, Um, but it was, I I felt like God had really allowed me to become the one that was successful, so that I could go back, like, that I was going to be the one that remembered, like, okay, realize that it wasn't you, and it was some things that that weren't in place that could have protected you and could have helped you make it and it helped a lot of other guys make it um, that aren't in place and you need to go back and and, and, and put holes, uh, like filling those holes over those cracks. And so like, that's really what I wanted to do is go you know, build bridges to create access for, for the next generation. Uh, when you talk about sustainability in any community, the sustainability is in the young people, right? That's the greatest investment you can make. And so that's what I wanted. I mean, it's so much talent you know, in in these impoverished communities, so many great minds, so many, so many with great, great skills outside of the ball field, even though a lot of them are talented as well. But with the areas they're going to struggle is not with their talent, the areas they're going to struggle is with their character. Like, nobody's teaching them decision making, nobody's teaching them, um, um, like, how to, you know, having a mentor and, and how to deal with a mentor, and nobody's teaching them, like, financial literacy and sex education and drug awareness and, um, all these things that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, and nobody's giving them a positive role model where they don't realize, okay, I don't have to, look, I don't have to go and be like this drug dealer to, to be a, 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 a really, like, so if you say, like, a big-time person, I don't have to go be like this drug dealer. I can be like this guy who's a positive role model. Uh, I want to be like that. And so it gives them an option. And so you want to equip them with, with those life skills. They have to be a better person. A lot of ways that we do that is we share the gospel with them. The gospel changed my life. You know, I was a kid that was expelled from school that was went to jail, and the gospel radically transformed my life. So I believe that can happen with anybody. And so uh, we teach them character, and we 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 got it through through the gospel. But also like making sure they can perform in the classroom. A lot of the kids by the time they enter third grade, they're reading at a kindergarten first grade reading level, and they just been passed along. And if you don't catch it at that age, they're just gonna fall farther farther behind. And so you look at Mississippi, a place like Mississippi with the lowest test scores around the nation. That happens because they can't they can't understand the questions that it's asking them. Like right. if somebody was to explain it to them, they could answer the question, but they can't read it in a time t- timely manner and comprehend what it's saying. So that's a big difference. So like make sure they have reading comprehension, make sure that they have mathematic fundamentals, make sure that they have tutoring, make sure that they're like, you're connecting with their counselor. And it's been amazing. It's been amazing. We've been running our organization since 2013. Um, it's taken new heights since, since 2018, um, but we have a hundred percent graduation rate. You know, we have a seven on seven travel team. We have a hundred percent scholarship rate in two years. Um, you know, that's 15, that, that's 30, that's 30 guys that are going to college on scholarship. We haven't lost one. Um, and that, and I think, you know, they're talented kids. So it's not anything that that we done it, but like making sure that they have the resources around them. It just proves that they can be successful if you pour into them. And so um, it is it's a blessing. I, I say to them like, know, those are my babies. Um, but that's the next generation, and that's what that, what we want to be making sure that we're looking out for. The next generation is going to be flooded with leaders who can you know, take our country to the heights it needs to go to.
0: Changing the world one starfish at a time, Demario. Well, we could do a completely <laughs> uh, separate podcast on your on-the-field uh, abilities because, oh, by the way, he plays football for the New Orleans Saints too. Uh, this past season you recorded 119 tackles, 74 of them being solo tackles, four sacks and six pass deflections, um, you know, Jamario, I know I've kept you more than the time allotted, but last question, are you going to do any more pool workouts this year? What, what's the off-season regimen for you?
1: <laughs> I got I got some things in place. I'm working on some things right now. I ain't going to share it just yet. But.
0: Oh, wow. You're going to do the workman <laughs> hand rub and then not share it with the people? Come on. We need break. Stay, Stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
0: All right, DeMario, we appreciate you coming on the show. Um, Good luck with changing the world, literally. uh, And we appreciate your time. Hopefully we are seeing each other soon. All
1: right. Thank you, Caroline. You take care.
0: Well, hopefully you learned something about Demario Davis in that interview. A fantastic representative of the New Orleans Saints. Um, If you ask me, got snubbed for the Pro Bowl this year. Got snubbed for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. I don't know. You know, that's just my opinion. Um, But fantastic representative of the New Orleans Saints. He does so much for the community in New Orleans and really just nationwide. So happy to have him On the squad. All right, Saints fans, the best way to stay updated with everything you need to know about the black and gold is by downloading the Saints app and, of course, turning those notifications on. You can also follow the Saints at Saints on social media, and we will always keep you updated on NewOrleansSaints.com as well. All right, for Demario Davis, I'm Caroline Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by CP.